0: Welcome to Make It Happen, a podcast for bloggers and creatives. You're listening to episode number nine. Welcome to the show guys, I'm Jen Carrington of Jennifer and I have a seriously awesome episode of Make It Happen to share with you today. For today's episode I invited one of my favourite people from the internet, Regina from ByRegina.com to come onto the show so that we could discuss all things blogging and online business and dig into some of the things that we've learned about making things happen along the way. We dig into a bunch of really awesome stuff including Regina's journey so far, her approach to staying scrappy and what she's learned about building community online and how she doesn't let fear hold her back but push her forward instead in her business. Let's jump into the episode because I just know that you're going to love this one. Hello, Regina. Welcome to the show. Yay. Hi, (laughs) Dan. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure most people listening know who you are and they know by Regina and everything that you get up to. But if you want to share with us your story, who you are, and kind of your journey of getting to where you are right now and what you do and, yeah, all those good things. (laughs) Okay, no pressure. So... Hi everyone, I'm Regina
1: and I create content over at ByRegina.com and it really, the the whole blog and online presence is set up to kind of talk to creative entrepreneurs and really infopreneurs, people who are trying to kind of monetize their ideas and the passions, you know, inside of their heads, um, their knowledge really. And so that's kind of how my brand is set up. Um, It's what I blog about. It's what I create, you know, eBooks and social media content on. And um, it's honestly what I'm so passionate about in life And um, I got there actually from trying literally, Jen, everything else. (laughs) I mean, if, um, you know, literally from a cleaning business um, to cookies, I thought I was going to bake for a while. Um, I can't even tell you a writing business where I was going to be, you know, like writing short stories for people. Um, I mean, just everything else is what I tried until like, and you could always see those brands leading back to trying to give people advice on how to get started themselves and how to stay scrappy and, you know, bootstrap stuff. And so finally I stopped fighting myself and I was like, this is clearly what I am meant to talk about in life. Um, so anyway, so the quick version is trying everything else and always having it lead back to that same point And then finally not fighting that point anymore, if that makes sense. <laughs>
0: Did you get disheartened along the way when you were trying all these things or did you did you just know you'd figure you'd get to where you were supposed to? like when all these were things that you tried did any of them ever feel like the thing or did you always know there was something next
1: well it was funny because it was you know for a, for a lot of them they never transitioned into a full-time income or they never translated into a full-time income and so it was it was a little bit disheartening and frustrating because i felt in my heart i felt like man I think I'm good at business like this is what I'm passionate about and I definitely think you know you'll have other friends and family members kind of commenting on certain things like wow like you do XYZ really well whenever you talk about ABC it's really impressive so like you kind of have to pay attention to those things in life um which would be my real advice to other people but I wasn't paying attention to them um as hard as I needed to be because I was still trying all these different businesses instead of focusing on business itself so it was really discouraging um Um, But then even the one that did equate to a full-time income for me, which was like designing websites full-time and, you know, doing little graphic projects for people and then helping people with their business. Like, hey, should I do an LLC or a sole proprietorship? Like I was doing a little bit of that kind of consulting. And so even when I was making full-time income with that, I was like, man, I don't like this as much as I thought I would. Um, And so it was just kind of like, you know, in the back of your head, I don't know if you have had this experience, maybe like in a personal relationship, like in a relationship with a, with another person, you have that feeling in the back of your head somewhere like, oh, this doesn't feel quite right. But you don't want to make the move to like break up with the person or change something. You're just like in this kind of state of like, eh. and I kind of like existed like that for too long um and so I really would always say pay attention to that little voice in the back of your head or wherever it is um but yeah it was discouraging and even when I quote unquote did it right and made it successful it was still discouraging because it didn't feel right if that makes sense
0: what I guess and for people listening, like what how did you know that Biogeno was the right thing like was there so it must have felt different to everything else like can, how would you sum up like knowing that something's right for like for you that's interesting so for me the concept of Bi Regina
1: existed before and I had it named different things. I had it named under this like fancy pantsy consulting company name. And then I was like, oh no, I'm gonna change it to this and this feels right. Um, but it didn't, you know how you try and convince yourself of stuff. Um, but there was just this, there was just this one day when I was like, let me just take a step back. And what's the reality here? Like, I know I'm passionate about something. I don't know exactly where I want to take it. Like, if you if you can be honest with yourself, um, you know, things change, especially if you're doing a, a, an online business, because, um, you know, the internet changes so much every day. Like, you don't actually know where this is going to be in a year. You don't even know where it's going to be in six months. But you know you're really passionate about it. So I could, just kind of took this step back and I was like you know what, I'm just going to name it after myself as as conceited as that might sound just so that it will allow me to kind of like move into any little space that I want to. Like I'm not going to name it a single thing that relates to a single type of industry or niche or niche because I don't want to be limited if I change my mind in a day. And for some reason, that little thing gave me the freedom. And as soon as I was like, I'm just going to buy byregina.com and go with that, Um, all of a sudden, all this content started coming out. It was the same type of content I had been planning before. But when I got past that hump of um, naming it something that left it open, for some reason, that was what just cleared it up. I was like, oh, you mean I can do anything I want in life? And so all of a sudden, all this content came out. um, And then that's what I focused on. And so for me, the time I felt like I finally nailed it with what's going to be right for me was when the content just started flowing like crazy. I mean, it took a long time and it was hard to get out, but it was always there. Like there was always something I needed to be writing or needed to be creating. So that was that moment for me.
0: I love that. It's kind of like creating a brand that that you don't feel content like a brand that enables you doesn't contain you you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I love that you said like I think the the naming it like not tying yourself down because like we said off off call it off off recording was like um like the dream changes and your intention to change and so it's like I like I hate my blog name because because I thought I was hilarious that it was like and people some people think that my name is Jenny Purr like my first name <laughs> was Jenny and my second name is Perr. Yeah. and I and I bought like jencarrington.com a while back and I was like I just want to change it but I was like I just knew that I'd established myself too much now as Jenny Purr like people think that's actually my name but my if anyone was like I think giving yourself like even just like a brand name that doesn't feel like constraining It's such a powerful thing. And when you said when the content just came out and that's when you knew it was right, I was like, I can really relate to that. Because now when I open up my laptop and I'm creating, it doesn't even feel like I'm forcing it it's like I'm just giving I'm putting out there what I'm meant to be putting out and it's like we know when we're forcing something don't we Mm -hmm. definitely that's yeah that's perfect and I think it is
1: like that that feeling of like trying to make a relationship or a job maybe in the real world work you always have that feeling of trying to force something that's not right and so yeah absolutely I get what you're
0: saying. And I think it's, I hope that it's encouraging for people listening who are kind of like experimenting because I think honestly, like online business is an experiment. I know that's not kind of an encouraging thing to say, but it actually is because you're a lot, like my rule is like launch and then learn. Like don't hoard your ideas in fear of them not going well. Like just put something out there and then nothing's permanent, especially on the internet. Like no one remembers anything in like two months time. So it's like, just give yourself permission to just experiment because I, even Regina, people, do you still feel like you're experimenting right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's the top secret. Like if,
1: if, if you consider somebody like a big blogger or a big, whatever it is that you want to do, like if you asked them, I think their answer would be, we all have no idea what we're doing. Like, I for anyone listening to this, I'm just like almost gonna speak for you, Jen. Here, I'm. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Jen or I have it figured out. Like we don't actually know everything we're doing. Like I feel like we're making up stuff as we go along. And you've probably had this experience. Like you made something up, and then you're like, Oh, that was not a great idea. Um, and then you erase it. And it's the internet. Some people remember, some people don't. Most people don't. And you move on. You know. And so we don't have any idea what we're doing. Um, Um, And I just think making money online to to the level that people are, you know, trying to now is such a new concept in and of itself, like in the grand scheme of things, it's only been around for a certain number of years in life. So we're all just kind of charting uncharted territories or whatever it's called, you know, like, we don't know what we're doing is my message to the world. So if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, we're all in the same boat
0: yeah and the the funny thing is like you know you like when you try something and it doesn't work out the really fun, funny thing is is when you don't intend to do something and it works out oh, yeah. so you you do something by accident and you're like wow like that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I should do this on by accident more often so it's it is all but I think when you give yourself permission to just approach it like an experiment you take the pressure off from being perfect straight away because no one's perfect even halfway like and I it makes me so sad when I see like people holding on to their, their ideas and cuz they're waiting for it to be perfect or they're waiting to feel ready and it's like you're not going to feel ready until you like get yourself in that arena and you just go for it because i've le- i learned so much by showing up and doing the work than i do sitting and reading up like ex- like researching it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: definitely like that is another i guess top secret too it, there's definitely a time when you have to shut off all the information sources. You have to stop reading, stop watching videos, stop whatever, and just kind of get into that space of, of creating um, and kind of see what comes out. And, and if you're comparing it constantly as you're going to what you're seeing other people do, you're going to change the nature of your work or you're going to change how awesome and original your own work can be. And I've done it. I'm sure, you know, anyone who... Oh, I've done it. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, but it's so hard to shut yourself off. And sometimes that is like literally the only answer for creating your best work is just ignoring everything else that is telling you to do something else or, you know, make it look more like X, Y, Z. Like that's definitely not it. It's just, and it's hard to do. It's so hard to do, but I think it's it's super important.
0: Anyway. I think I've, people who people people who read my blog and have subscribed to my be a game changer email series will know. Like I, I literally preach that <laughs> because it's like instead of don't create what's come create what hasn't been arrived yet like like change change the story change the conversation change you we're in such a cool young industry that we all actually do have the ability to like shape where it's going and I love that it excites me so much because there isn't a set path there isn't a blueprint for any of us to take there isn't you know no one if you become a doctor you know what path you're taking we don't none of us know what path, and I find that scary as hell and so exciting because it gives us it gives us permission to do really whatever when someone says like I have people say to me sometimes I want to do this but I want to do this but people don't do that in my industry or people won't understand it and I'm like how do you know they won't how do you know like how do you know that you're not the next person to shake things up and change how things and obviously not everyone's going to be you know the Steve Jobs of the blogging world but <laughs> we can at least try instead of instead of diluting ourselves by by staying in a comfort zone
1: yeah and that's like my, one of my big concepts in life I, you know I'm sure I didn't make this up originally but it's one of the big things that I live by um, is that we should all learn to like be permission givers in our own way and I think that's what's so important is like if you're trying something new sometimes it won't work out as we've discussed but sometimes it will be effective and I think it's interesting because somebody else is able to come behind you and look at it and be like oh, wait, you mean you can do that? Well, maybe I can too, or maybe that means I can do this. And then they make up their own original thing. And I think it's important for you to to use your own voice because you're missing out on giving permission to somebody who can relate to your own voice or your own story if you're trying to modify it and do something else. And so I feel like that's why it's so important to kind of Really, 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 really learn how to be comfortable with yourself if you're going to do like an online business. Learn how to become comfortable with yourself because otherwise you're going to miss out on those opportunities to inspire other people who are like, she just said the nerdiest thing but that's the one thing that I connected with and now I believe I can do X, Y, Z. And so, you know, learn that accepting yourself means that you're becoming a permission giver and you're, you know, somebody's going to see you and be like, wait, a woman can do that or... A guy who's a single dad can do that, or what I found a lot for people is people look at me like a minority who we can't really tell what she is can do that, then okay, well maybe I can do it too, because to be honest. Jen, those were some of my biggest fears. Like, are people going to listen to a woman? Are people going to listen to somebody who, you know, is a minority? Um, you know, in in this country or whatever. Like, are they going to, or they're going to like turn turn away from me, or you know, or not find something they can relate to? Those were big fears. Like, people are going to see my picture on the sidebar and not want to, you know, listen to what I have to say or something. And I mean, it was like a a real legitimate fear. But I think the opposite happened. People were like. Well, shoot, I guess I can do it too now. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And anyway, so I guess that's my big thing. Be you because being you gives other people permission um, to dream and to know things are possible and to really just be themselves. Like they're more comfortable with themselves when they see people being comfortable. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's like fearless inspires fearless. Like strength. If you put your strength out there, you're actually giving people the strength they need. to, And especially for me and you, because a big part of our businesses and our brand is about encouraging other people to be fearless. So if we weren't being completely fearless in what we're doing, we'd be hypocrites. So it's like, I'm showing up and I'm going to make a fool out of myself sometimes, but you know what? I'm doing it because I couldn't live with myself if I didn't. I would not be being, my, I would not be living up to who I want to be if I wasn't just giving myself a mission to show up and be fearless and make mistakes because mistakes in themselves are incredible you I learn so much more every time I screw up than I do from the times when it goes swimmingly super easy and I think um it's giving ourselves a mission to do whatever the hell we need to do and giving ourselves permission to fail because failure there's, there's no such thing as until you hit your last day on this earth and, and you've lived. So there's no failure because you've not you're never stopping. You you you're keeping going and you're and you're always adding value to the world. Even when you fail, when someone fails and then they open up and say, Hey, I failed, you're giving the other people who are failing right now. The, that comfort to know that they're not alone because we yeah. all fail. Yeah. Really
1: bad sometimes <laughs> over here, by the way. <laughs>
0: and and the, one of the reasons, one of the things I really want to talk about today, Regina, is you, you talk about stay scrappy. Yeah. It's, you say it, and you said it and I loved it because, and so do you and probably a lot of people listening know what you mean by this because they've read your thoughts in it. But do you want to share what you mean by stay scrappy, how you got to that kind of mentality and, and what you would encourage most of all for the people listening, how to embrace the stay scrappy mindset?
1: Yeah, so I, I think so. Staying scrappy to me means... Um, always knowing how to DIY. So if any of you guys are maybe as old as I am, you maybe saw a show called MacGyver back in the day. And this MacGyver character was able to like use a pencil and a Twizzler and create a bomb to get himself out of a dangerous situation. And every time you watch this show, you're like, oh my gosh, how did he know to do that? Or whatever. Like, And I feel like that's what it is. It's like, okay, I have a pencil and a t-shirt. Let me make a six-figure business. How do I do that, you know? (laughs) Um, And so staying scrappy to me is literally about like just being okay with what you have. Because for a long time in life personally, I didn't have a Mac computer. And I didn't have XYZ software. And I didn't have the ability to go get it. That just wasn't a reality. I didn't have thousands of dollars in startup money for a business, I I always had to be thinking about business ideas that weren't going to require startup capital because I didn't know how to raise it and I didn't have it. Um, And so to me, staying scrappy is using everything you have, definitely leaning on your support network. No one does this alone. That's that's totally kind of fiction. Um, using your support network and then learning, learning enough so that you can always do it yourself, um, especially in internet business with everything changing so rapidly and happening so quickly. You don't want an idea you have. You don't want it to have to take a month or three months or seven months to come to market just because you have to go hire XYZ type of person and then you have to do this and then you have to learn how to do that. It's almost kind of like you just want to already be in that space where you know, if I have to, I can put a graphic together. And if I have to, I can, you know, design my own document or whatever it may be. Um, I can put up a landing page myself because I learned how to do that kind of thing. And so to me, that's what staying scrappy is. It's just kind of staying real and figuring out what you can do with what you have, um, you know, even if it's zero dollars. And that's why you and I were talking before. It's like, you want to kind of learn ways to spread your brand without advertising dollars and and things like that. It's like, how can I do this without needing more to accomplish it, if that makes sense? So staying scrappy is really about um, – Again, just using what you have. And for me, it stems from really trying to meet people where they're at. And and you can kind of build a business to a certain point where maybe now you are able to afford to hire a graphic designer everything you, every time you need something created. And you're able to do um, buy the $100 a month software that does XYZ. And I feel like when you're able to do those things, that's great. But for me, it's always about... Kind of being remembering that level where that wasn't possible and trying to help people where they're at instead of recommending stuff that they, that's just not attainable. Does does that kind of make sense? Oh <laughs>
0: yeah, so so much sense. And it's like it's not it's like not holding yourself back by what you don't have, but pushing yourself forward with what you do have. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. Um, and I just would I would encourage people to do that. And I would also so for me that's why. I don't really invest in expensive software. I don't spend any dollars on advertising for my business. I don't do those things because to me they're not a real life solution for somebody who's just starting right now. And my my whole goal right now in life is to start people or to help people, excuse me, who are just starting and to help people who are just now monetizing. And so if I remember back to that stage it was all about learning the basics of Photoshop myself, and it was all about, hey, I'm not going to be able to hire a camera crew every time I want to make a YouTube video, so how can I make a decent one with decent sound by myself? Um, so yeah, so that is the stay scrappy hashtag stay scrappy mentality. Um, I even bought stayscrappy.com, I think, because I like <laughs> was like I'm going to do something with this one day. Like I really want us to embrace this as a as an internet culture. Um, but anyways, yes, so that's where it comes from. <laughs>
0: i think it's like um yeah just don't hold yourself back by what you don't have because i think um, i like you i started out with nothing i love how you your series you had a series like starting a business with 50 dollars, and you were talking about that on your podcast and it's like you don't need to invest thousands of thousands of pounds to create something amazing and it's look at what you do have and be okay going at the pace you can go right now with the resources that you have some like I'm one of them people sometimes so I don't want to do something if I can't do it you know like 100% but then it's like you know what it's okay to start really small because that's better than not starting anything yeah absolutely absolutely um and honestly
1: like small beginning so to speak I think is where you get your best content from and your your deepest drive like it doesn't necessarily come after a bajillion successes. It comes in that moment when you're like, ah, I want it so bad, and I need to create this. And that moment, or that however long that lasts, um, you know, sometimes it's it's months, it's a year, however long that lasts. Um, that's what's really going to fuel you for a long time coming. So. I think it's a great place to be in. Honestly, is in that place where you have to be scrappy in order to make it work.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Are you low? I, I'm still in that stage, and I am. Low, and I think everyone, you like, even obviously, you've built this fantastic business. But do you, do you still feel like a part of you is still scrappy?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because, and honestly, if you don't mind, the, the quickest story ever. Like no, um, definitely, I had this moment. This is kind of like, and this is gonna sound silly, but this is where a lot of it stems from for me. Like. Um, in college. I was in school. I did not have a lot of money. And when I say a lot, like I had zero dollars, basically. <laughs> I was having to work a full-time job while in school to pay my tuition every semester. And sometimes I'd have to take a semester off because I'd need to work that much in order to pay my tuition bill from the last semester. But anyway, so you know, this is my life. And, and I'm on campus one day and I, and I happen to be really good friends with people who their parents were paying for their school. And it was a very different situation for them. And I realized like we even looked at class differently and home work. Like everything was different for us because like, I'm like, I'm paying every single dollar of this tuition. So it meant something different to me. And I remember one day we're in the hallway and my friend buys a pizza, you know, from wherever, one of those little personal pizzas and she eats a piece of it or a bite of it. And she's like, ah, This is too greasy, and she threw it away. And in this moment, Jen, I was so hungry. I didn't have any money. Like literally, I think my bank account was actually negative. I didn't have any money, and I was starving. And she threw this whole personal pizza away, and like my heart just died a little on the inside. And then she's like, "Oh, that was so gross," and she went and got sushi. And then she ate a bite of sushi and this was so unbelievable to me. She didn't like it either. And she threw it away right in front of me. And she didn't know I was hungry or starving or anything like this. And it was t- and I've done stupid stuff in my life, you know, too. But it was this moment in life where I was like, I never, ever, ever want to be in the position where I'm unaware of what other people are going through. Like, I've done it before. I think we've all just done it. And it's like, I never want to be in that position. And so for me like my whole bu- business like i in that moment i wanted to build a business and i was like all i want to do is always remember where i've i've come from and always remember like what the actual struggle is and how to overcome this because if you if you ever move past that point where you where you feel like you understand that that thing, that driving feeling, I think you can kind of lose touch if that makes sense. And so I know it's like a silly example or story, but it was just this moment in life where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I always, I always just want to build like a presence and a life and a brand and a business that is like, hey, you know, I understand what it's like to have a negative bank bank account balance, but really have huge dreams for, for where I'm going. And, um, and you know what, dang it, I'm telling this story. And I forgot your original question, Jen, what were you,
0: what were you asking me? I'm so I, I think I asked, I'm, I love that story. That was like, that's, that's like summed up kind of yeah, that was perfect. But I think I asked, "Are you? Do you still feel scrappy?" I think that's what yeah. I asked.
1: Yeah. So I guess that there we go. That's why I was telling it. It's like I actually still remember. I have the feeling of of that being hungry and not having enough money. Like I remember that feeling even though now I can go buy myself a personal pizza and sushi. Um, you know, <laughs> I can do that now. But I remember what it was like to have a negative bank account balance. Like don't judge me everyone hearing that, but it was definitely negative. Um, and I remember that feeling of of you know sleeping on an air mattress with a hole. And I remember that feeling of meeting with a client at a Starbucks and you know trying to like put on this certain impression like I knew what I was doing and like totally scared of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And actually, I live with my dad right now. And, uh, you know, like having that feeling on the inside. And I remember what that's like. So yes, definitely. I always still feel scrappy in my business. And I want to keep that feeling because you work harder. I really feel like you work harder when you're like, this could all go away in a moment. This was hard to build. I have to work hard to keep it. Um, so yeah, I definitely still feel scrappy. Sorry for the long-winded story. No,
0: that was perfect. I think I think um, it's like not feeling complacent, isn't it? It's like... It's just not allowing yourself to, and it's, I know, I I can relate, like, I told you before we started recording, like, I haven't had a haircut in two years, <laughs> and I cut my own hair, and sometimes it goes right, and sometimes you can't look at me for, like, a fortnight, because my fringe is all wonky, and um, I know it's, like, I, I I get you, like, every time I sign up for some, like, online tool to streamline my business, even though it's, like, 20 quid, even, even though now my business will allow me to do that, I still remember a year ago, when I was in a place where, like, I remember moving to Squarespace and paying the Squarespace monthly fee and I was like, Can I afford this? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because be and it's and and I've had the negative bank account for a very long time, so I don't now I don't, thankfully. But I think every everyone in college and university I must go through that though. I don't know anyone who doesn't have the negative the negative <laughs> bank account when they're in university, but um but no, yeah, staying, staying scrappy, even when you don't need to, but because you choose to. Maybe, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's like, because no one's no one's too big to be scrappy.
1: No, and I do think it causes you to MacGyver and get like a little more creative, even like you said, you don't necessarily need to be, but you choose to be like, how can I make a bomb out of a Twizzler and a pencil and <laughs> this paperclip, because I, I might need to escape out of this building one day or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> you get creative. And so I think your best work comes from there. And I like what you said about complaint complacency, it is totally your enemy. It's the enemy of creativity. Um, especially if you're doing online businesses like ours, complacency means you're behind the curve, you know, you're behind the game, if, if you will, because it's just changing so much. But anyway, yes, yeah. I agree. with you.
0: <laughs> no, like staying, staying, always never resting. I, I really believe that we should never rest on our past successes, because they don't mean they don't mean anything, if they're not leading on to the next success and and so I'm just like you know what you know what them days when you win like you feel like you won that day because you did you did you set out and you achieved even what you set out to achieve or bigger than that and then it's like but you know what I still gotta wake up tomorrow and fight like hell to keep on winning and and fight like hell when I don't win some days and it's um it's never being like oh I won today so I can just stop because I made it no one's ever there's no made it you know there's always made it to right now and then there's the next there's always new responsibilities and new desires and new dreams to fight for and fulfill i think definitely absolutely the other thing i wanted to talk about with you today is building community around your online presence which is something you've done amazingly you've done just it's the and community is fantastic and um and i feel like a lot of people really want to build community around their online presence i feel like that is whether someone is whatever kind of business they're building i feel like that's a big intention for a lot of people and I think it's a wall they hit because they're not quite sure how to do it. They can they can read, you know, formulaic advice and a lot of it's good. But there's a, you know, people really struggle to build community sometimes. And I was wondering, what have you, what have you learned about building community? And what's your best advice for people who are really hoping to do the same with their online presence? Well, honestly, I, I
1: think the, the thing I did incorrectly when I was trying to build community um, is the same thing that a lot of people try and do. And so... It, you're starting a brand, and you maybe have, you know, your 10 followers on Facebook because they're your friends and family, and you know they also <laughs> went to follow you on Twitter even though they don't use Twitter. You know, so you have like this this very bare minimum start, and you're looking at, you know, bloggers or creative entrepreneurs or you know designers or whoever, whatever your field is. You're looking at people who have 500 followers or 5,000 followers, and you're like, OMG, I have to get to this level. And so you you start planning for, and this is. It seems like the right logic to plan for the big picture. I want to get to to the Marie Forleo level. I want to get to the X, Y, Z. And so you're planning for this big picture. And what what I didn't realize is that the strategies didn't make sense for where I was at. So if you go look at what Marie Forleo is doing or whoever you know it is that you, is in your space, yes, look at that stuff and see what's successful and, and keep that in mind and start to build some of those things in. But don't make that your strategy because that it, it doesn't apply typically to where you're at. So when I was thinking about like, you know, in, increasing followers and increasing community, I was always trying to do stuff on this like bigger level than what was really necessary. And with this particular brand by Regina.com, I was like, all right, In real life, that's not how we make friends. We don't walk into a room at a party and be like, everyone, I'm Regina. You should be my friend. And that's because I'm pretty awesome. I tell some cool jokes. Um... I'm an introvert, so I'm not going to talk long here. But hey, everyone in this room, I'm awesome, and that's kind of how you know people approach things um, on Twitter or on things. Oh, it's just so like strange. yeah, it's just like this shouting out of like who you are, and that's not how you build a relationship in real life. In real life, I'm an introvert, so if I walk into the party, I find the corner and I get a drink or something that I can be messing with in my hands, and then I kind of like talk to the other people who seem to kind of be a little bit like me, where I don't feel like it. It's going to be an overwhelming conversation with an extrovert who is way better at life than yeah. I am. You know, so <laughs> I try and find those people. And so I was like, let me try and do that online. And I think that that is when the the difference was really um, made, like if I got on Twitter. I was like, let me find out this person's name and not in the creepy way, but like go to their profile and see what it is they do with their life. Visit their website if they have one. Um, See their last few tweets. Oh, it's their birthday. Uh, Let me actually, when I tweet them, let me say something about that. Or, oh, they like, you know, the show Alias as well. Let me make a comment about Jennifer Garner or, you know, whatever it may be. And so it was just this very one by one approach. So what would you do in real life? You would approach it one by one and you would you, you would look the person in the eye and you would say their name and you would be genuine because you're a genuine person. So don't try and adopt a completely different personality online. And I think that was my uh, mistake at first. And I think I see a lot of people doing that. It's just like, this is not your personality. Like Go for your real personality. And so that's what I do on blog comments on other people's blogs. It's what I try and do um, on my own blog. I'm trying to always respond to the person at the level that they commented at, at least. You know, so if they gave you a two-paragraph comment on your blog, don't respond back like, thank you so much for commenting. Holla, Sheila. Like, wait, what? No, they spent they spent 20 minutes reading your post and, you know, probably 50 minutes agonizing over the exact words to put in the comment, like respond at the level that the person is talking to you at and more is always kind of the rule. And so I feel like building community around your online presence is is really about building relationships in the way that you would build them in real life and building them with the people that, in real life makes sense for for you and who you are. Like who is sitting at your lunch table in school? Like those are the type of people you're trying to find online. Um, So if that makes sense, it's really just kind of about taking a step back and doing a more genuine one-on-one approach and you'll notice that as you start to engage with that one person, somebody else noticed and then they start engaging with you and and it kind of just spirals out of control in a good way um, from there.
0: No, I, um, I think it's kind of, the I think a mistake that people can make, I love everything you said, I think the mistake is like, they make their relationships about what these people can do for them. So they make it about, I have this business, so I want you to have an, a community around me, so you'll do things, you'll be, you exist for me. Whereas really, it's no, we exist for them. And that's the, you know, people can tell when you're showing up and you just want to take, 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 you know, you want to take their money, their time, their page views. Whereas really if people know, no, you are genuinely here for me, you care about me, you care about my situation, you care about serving me, you care about, you know, this isn't all of a some big trick to take my money. This is I think it's that and that only works if you genuinely actually do care about these people, which I'm sure everyone who's putting the time in to even, you know, listen to a podcast about making things happen online, you care about your people. And it's and it's not when you see bigger names, maybe even maybe even having that approach of what they what their audience can do for them, still don't get sucked into it. Like and I think something you've done amazing, Regina, is you've you've built this amazing like online community. And that community, you've turned it into a profitable community without losing the essence of it. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, well thank you. Yeah. I mean, yes, the concept <laughs> makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think for people listening who maybe say they've built a community and they want to monetize this community, but without it feeling icky. And obviously we're not, we, we, we will spend hours going into the whole monetizing your blog. And if you just go to bioregina.com, all the awesome information is there for you. But I guess for these people who, I think there's a lot of anxiety around, you've built this community of people who you actually love. You don't love them like you love like your dog or your husband or your wife, but you love them in the sense that, you know, you speak to them every single day. You care about them. You want the best for them. And now you have these things that you've created for them and you can feel maybe a bit anxious about it. And do you do you have any advice for that, that, that engaging with your community when it starts to become like a business to consumer relationship too?
1: Yeah. So you're saying when you're trying to or when you're transitioning to where you're actually kind of selling to a person, yeah. um, you're saying how do you keep the genuine non-icky kind of engagement going? Is that kind of the question?
0: Yeah, and kind of even just, maybe, yeah, like, because people are going to feel like that, you know, people are going to start, I know a lot of people start to feel a bit insecure and anxious about it, and I guess kind of, how can you approach that in a way that doesn't damage the relationship, but actually strengthens it, because... You're adding value with what you're giving to them, I guess. I feel like I didn't make sense of that question. I'm sorry. So, you know, no, you're doing a great job. It might be me
1: me and my level of understanding. So I'm going to try and answer. And then you just interrupt me if I'm answering the completely wrong question. Um, But this is something else we talked about before we started recording this concept of like a love sandwich. And so your, your pieces of bread are like your love and your helpful stuff. And then your, your meat is, is what you're, you know, trying to get, like you, you have a, an action that you want people to take. And so when, when you're transitioning from just helping, 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 building relationships, oh my gosh, I love you, we love each other, let's all, you know, whatever, um, to actually trying to sell something but you still want to be genuine, typically in my emails or in my blog posts when I would be doing this, I would create a, a sandwich and it would be a help sandwich. And so the first piece of bread is like, Here's this free thing that I'm giving, and I really hope this helps. And helpful, helpful, helpful. I took a long time to build this thing. And then maybe there's even another piece of bread, too. Like, wait, here's another free thing that I built. Helpful, helpful, helpful. Um, and then it's like, oh, by the way, everyone, I just snuck this in here, but I do have a new product out, or I do have this course. But you know what? Let's not make a big deal out of it. Check it out if you want to. Moving on, because I have some more helpful, helpful, helpful bread for you. Um, and so that's kind of like how. I approach it, and and I really feel like um, the words that you're choosing and the and the way you organize your own stuff is is showing people where the priority is. If you tried to sell first, if the title of your email is like X Y Z closing soon, you have to take advantage of this now. Ends at midnight. Don't you dare not buy this. Like it's like okay, I'm overwhelmed by just the title of your email. Like let alone opening it and reading more salesy wording. Um, so I would just I would do that. Try and you know, mimic that on Twitter, um, on your blog, in the emails that you send out to people, even when you're like maybe emailing back and forth with a, a possible freelance or consultation client, like send them to the free resources on your site, um, maybe even other people's site. Like you don't even have to be scared of, of sending them elsewhere. Like make sure they understand that at the end of the day, you want their, their goal to be accomplished. And when they understand that, I feel like that's when people are comfortable with. Okay, well, let me go ahead and check out this package that she's talking about. Let me go ahead and, and look more into this ebook that she's saying is launched today. Um, so that's kind of my strategy: is the love help sandwich model. If somebody could please hashtag that, that would be amazing. <laughs> love help sandwich. Um, that's definitely what I go for. Did did that answer your question?
0: No, that was perfect. Okay. And, it, and it left me, it left me thinking, like when you build a community, when you launch things. you know you've built a good community when they're excited for you yeah you know even if they're not in a position right now to buy what you're buying um they're excited for you yeah they're like well like awesome like awesome you showed up you created this and they know that you've created it not just to make bank you know not just to make money but to actually serve people while fulfilling your business um what how you want to serve your business too and I think yeah you people are excited for you they're excited to watch what you're doing and I think Regina you do like a soft launch really well thank you in terms of like you know you it's like you don't scream to be heard and I think that is something I would encourage a lot of people I think a lot of people feel like oh when I launch something you know I've got to have like loads of emails and I've got to do all these things and sometimes that, that stuff is awesome but sometimes it's like it's okay to soft launch something it's okay just to be like talk to them like you would talk to, if you got something for a friend would you go scream in their face <laughs> and send them 20 texts right <laughs> and leave and put loads of letters through their door or would you just show up and be like hey I care for you I made this for you what do you think yeah absolutely I just I love what you said
1: that's the reality if you're not selling something or imparting something the way that you would do for a friend or the way that you actually do in real life, it's going to come off as unnatural and salesy and icky at times. And I'm like you, I'm not saying that the hardcore sales emails don't need to exist sometimes, I'm not saying there are people who do them wonderfully, but in my real life, if I'm trying to give you something that I think is valuable, I'm not gonna send you the 20 text messages and then email you and then call you because I didn't re- hear from your email and then t- give you that ultimatum text. It's like if you don't claim this by midnight, I'm giving it to <laughs> someone else for rent. Like that's not real life for me, so I can't develop a sales system like that personally. You know, um, and so I just think yeah, you can be genuine and you can be non-icky and and people are still gonna be interested in what you're trying to to sell and trying to add to the world so yes sorry yeah
0: I was just I was just thinking that maybe what defines your approach in a way for some of us is whether we're an introvert or an extrovert because I feel like we're both introverts and that is naturally how we're approaching our business and you know extroverts are very comfortable and I, and I watch extroverts and I admire their bra- like just their natural born kind of charisma yeah you know what I mean yeah. and you and then there's us who are a bit more introverted, and we just like you know, he was saying, like, when you're at the party and you're talking to people. I'm the girl who doesn't even go to the party, <laughs> like, 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 this is why I love the internet. There's no parties that I have to go to, but um, it's we're talking to people how we're comfortable. And for introverts, for me anyway, in life, as introvert, I'm so I care more about the smaller, intense relationships, and um, and that's why I approach my business. So maybe I'm not gonna be a Marie Folio because my way of life is not suited to that big of a platform if that makes sense but if i can serve my people in a way that doesn't drain my energy and doesn't make me feel like i'm creating a false persona to make money i'm cool with that and i just wonder if maybe tuning into our introverted or extroverted natures is a good guidance to how we should approach launches maybe
1: i would agree with that i I mean because what you're saying in essence is is tuning into who you are you know and yeah and i think that is i think that is the thing it's like when you watch a Marie Forleo video, that's not my personality, but I can tell it's actually her personality and it makes me comfortable with watching her. And if, if she released a product that I felt applied to me, it would make me comfortable buying from her. Um, and so, and again, she's the person who I feel like at a party or at a thing, like, I would just be like, oh look, she's way more awesome at life than I am. I mean, like let's just just let her be awesome, and I'm gonna be over here in the corner trying to eat as much of this awesome food that they're offering <laughs> for free, you know. And so um, again, it, it really is. I love what you're saying because it's just like take take advantage of who you are, and and understand that people will be comfortable when you're comfortable. Um, so that I, that's I guess that's my biggest message in life is is not looking because I had a friend like that who's like the Marie Forleo of my real life like we would go places and she's just funny she makes jokes she's okay with talking you know in in a louder tone like and and people would pay attention to her and i'm all like i don't i don't want to talk in front of everyone um you know or whatever and 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 to me it was just like wow like she's actually just being herself and it and Sometimes people would be a little like kind of put off at first, but then the reality is when they could just tell it was her, they were very, very comfortable with her. And so anyway, sorry, I have a million yeah. stories like that, but
0: I just remember <laughs> No thinking, stories yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> stories are good ways to express things sometimes, aren't they? Like, no, this actually leads on perfectly to like the last topic that I wanted to talk about together, which is I recently read, like literally just a few days ago, um, an interview you did on the be Free project. And I think they asked you something like what was the biggest lesson you learned or something and you You said how doing things even when you're afraid and how fear is a good thing in your business and i sat there and i was like i connected with that so much because i am a naturally quite fearful person but that fear is actually my drive because fear for some reason feeds me in some way and I and I think more of us are afraid than we're letting on. You know, we're all be online like I'm just gonna launch this like two thousand dollar e course and I'm just gonna put out all this stuff and I don't care. And I love fearless people. They inspire me. But I think we're all shaking behind the. I'm sh- I'm afraid every time I publish a blog post. Yeah, me too. And and so I'm curious how has fear how has fear affected you? And how had what was that realization of that? It's a good thing in your business. And then. What would you say to anyone listening who maybe fear's holding them back and they haven't found a way to utilize it yet? So um
1: I, I think fear is like is like other feelings and other emotions. Like it lets you know Something. So um, when you're feeling sad, it lets you know that maybe someone has said something hurtful or taken advantage of you at work or whatever it is, and, and you have this feeling, and so it lets you know something is wrong, right? And I think fear is similar in that way. When you're starting to feel a little, oh my gosh, should I, should I, should I put out this product? I just don't know. Like, wait, I, I should start making a podcast. Wait, no, no one wants to listen to my voice. I don't even like my own voice. But you know, you have all these like these fearful things, and to me. Fear is trying to send you a message like there is a greater place, a different step you need to be taking. And this fear sets in when I feel like when you're kind of like heading in the right direction, because it can be, yeah, it's a scary thing. Like everything I do is scary. Before we got on this this Skype call, I was like, oh, what if she doesn't like me? And what, I mean, I don't know, like <laughs> even say anything valuable. I bet all her other podcast episodes are going to be so much more valuable. Than, I mean, like everything, right? Everything you do, you, you experience this fear. And then, the other day, I was having like a meeting with my family and friends. Like we we all like do different kind of entrepreneurial things, and we were having our family meeting, and I just used this um, analogy like if if someone you know breaks into your you you're hearing noises in your house, and you get fearful, obviously you get afraid. Um, there's There are two reactions you can take here. You can either kind of hide under a table or a bed or whatever it is um, and, and stay there and kind of let the boogeyman come get you type thing if you've ever watched those kind yeah. of horror movies. Um, <laughs> or you can start thinking like, I hear a noise in my house. I don't know exactly what it is. What do I need to do? Um, Let me, you know, grab something that I can protect myself with. Let me start planning my escape route. Let me move around because if I stay here, I'm going to get paralyzed. I won't be able to move, you know, and. Anyway, I was just using this analogy, it was the best thing I can think of. Maybe I watched too many scary you know, action thriller movies. Um, but the idea is the people who I feel are going to make it out of that situation are the people who are moving around and they're thinking and they're adjusting and they're trying to figure out what's going on and, and they're doing something about it. You know? So let the fear come, totally natural. What happens when that fear comes? To me, I think you need to take it as a message that there's something that needs to happen. You need to be planning your route. You need to be planning how to attack something when fear comes. And so it's it's the biggest thing in business that I use. Every time I have an idea and I'm afraid of it, I go, okay. How can I make it happen anyway? You know, because the reality is, I've at least personally, everything I do scares me a little bit. So, um, so I feel like you use fear to know that you're probably heading in the right direction, but that you can't be paralyzed. That is when that is when nothing happens. That's when you get complacent or that's when you start to compare yourself or whatever it may be that holds you back. And so I hope I answered your question. It, the, the reality <laughs> it was of it is perfect.
0: Okay, perfect. It was perfect. It's like fight or flight basically, isn't it? It's yeah, like definitely. you choose to run away or you choose to like fight it. And I, I was thinking when you were saying that, I was like, yes, we all get afraid and we all have to manage it. And one of the big reasons I think in business why we have to manage it is because we we're allowed to be afraid and we're allowed to manage it but we cannot project that fear onto our clients and customers and audience and I think there's a there's a trick to that it's like you launch something and you're petrified but you don't you cannot let that come into how you're sharing that product because then you're going to scare other people so it's it's finding that fight inside yourself to be like I'm afraid because this is really scary and really vulnerable to open myself up to failure or even success because that's scary too sometimes and um but being like but I believe in this enough that I'm not going to project this fear onto other people because because I'm not going to do myself a disservice and I because you know you know when people write and they're like so in my opinion but it's okay if you don't agree with this but you know what and it's like don't project your fear of being wrong onto the people who are reading or consuming what you're putting out there it's something I would want to encourage people because like I used to write like blog posts and then I used to reread them and then I used to go back in and edit out anything that I thought was too um opinionated and I did this for a really long time and and, it, I, and I didn't do it too much to the point where I didn't have a voice but I was afraid to kind of say anything that went against the grain uh, yeah mm-hmm. and whereas now I only edit typos because um because I'm like, if I'm not showing up and saying who I am and what I really believe, I'm just another cog in the machine, and I'm just another faceless voice. And so it's you're you're allowed to be afraid, and you're allowed to manage it, and you're allowed to feel it, but don't let it stop you from being amazing. Is what I would hopefully people could take away from this. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> fear and fear is a sign that you care yeah I think as well when I'm not afraid it means I don't care and if I don't care it means it's not worth my time because the only things that are worth my time are the things that I care about and I think we can sometimes really hate ourselves for being afraid you know we can be like why because I because I watch you Regina and uh, not like I'm stalking you but like I watch you and you seem fearless to me so when I read that I was like like damn she's just like me and um and I think yeah it's like you're you're afraid but you're still showing it's kind of like I mean, I don't know if it is like Beyonce, but you know when Beyonce's like she's afraid but she goes on stage and she has this persona and it's like, we're all afraid, but let's not let it stop us from reaching our potential and going even further than that because we're allowed to be afraid right now. Like when you're showing up and opening yourself up to criticism and judgment and copycats and all the things that can happen when you show up online, you're allowed to be afraid, but tap into I I like I realize that. On days when I'm not doing anything scary, I get really bored. Like on launch days, or on days when I send out like emails, or on days when I do something. A little, podcast Thursdays are my favorite because I've got something extra to get a little bit of adrenaline about. And I feed off that a lot. Can you relate to that? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Can yeah? I mean, definitely every time I press send on an email
1: or press publish on a blog post, there's a time when I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I literally like, I got off this webinar yesterday with my brother and he was trying to talk to me and I was like, hold on, hold on. Let me just breathe. Let me just breathe for a second. Like you, you, there's that feeling, but then somehow it's kind of good because you know, like what you just did mattered and like you don't know how it's going to land. You don't know if it's going to work or not. You don't know if it was the best thing you ever did or the worst thing or somewhere in between, but you did it. And and so yeah, so I totally relate to that kind of like adrenaline, scared rush of goodness, if we if you will. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a sign of a good day's work. It's a sure. sign like it's a sign of like just and it's like we said, like with it's like you're, I think we said this really early on the, in the beginning of this recording like when we're strong we inspire other people to be strong so when we're showing up and we're being fearless and when we're just being like I'm afraid but I'm going to do this anyway we're hopefully encouraging other people to do the same because it, the worst thing is when someone holds them back from doing the things that they're afraid of and then they live a life that is only 50% as much as they could have done yeah that is yeah
1: That's the worst thing in the world.
0: (laughs) So I guess everyone listening, um, what can they do? What can you do today that's going to scare you a little bit, but in the good way? Because I, every day it's like, what can I do that scares me? Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's having Skype calls because like you uh, literally Regina before the beginning of this call I actually said to myself I was like be cool I was like <laughs> be cool I was like I was like I was like, calm down she's just a human being <laughs> but it's it's scary it's and so it's yeah everything scares me sometimes like everything scares me but um but no yeah fear fear is not a reason not to do this fear is fear is the reason to if you're not afraid what you're not doing it right that's a good one Somebody tweet that. Yeah, (laughs) it's like that. I'm always afraid, Regina, to be like tweet this out because then I'm like, if no one tweets it, (laughs) then I'm lame. And then I'm like, you know what? Like, screw that. Like, 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 and and it's really, it's really sad how on the internet we sometimes can define ourselves by how many people tweet that out. You know. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, if one person tweets it out, how cool is that? That it resonated with one person that they tweeted it out. Totally agree yeah <laughs> uh I've I am sad we are coming to an end but I do have the two questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show and I'm excited to hear answers so first one is to everyone listening right now what would you say to them if they're working really hard to make things happen what would be your biggest piece of advice for them
1: um honestly a- above everything what I've learned is it really comes down to being genuine um it's like the totally realistic movie if you've ever seen it about time with Rachel McAdams like about time travel and all this stuff like oh uh, yeah I've seen the trailer for oh it, at okay least. <laughs> it really hit me hard and I won't spoil it for you guys that's kind of my homework go watch that movie um but you know this guy could time travel back and like you know one time he went and he time traveled back and he just said a few words differently um and there's this other character later in the movie that's like That was the best day of my life when XYZ said that to me. And and it hit me so hard. I was like, sometimes if you can just stop and be in the moment and just build genuine relationships or write your blog post from a genuine place, you're going to find that somebody has that moment somewhere where like this was the most meaningful day of my life when I read these words from this person online or when they responded to my comment in such a way and I was able to go build my business or I was able to go XYZ. And so it's like you never know how powerful your words can be with somebody else. Um, But if you're trying to be someone that you're not, you're not going to land on those moments as often in your life. And I bet anyone listening to this podcast, one of your most, I guess highest goals in life is to make a difference and to be meaningful and make an impact. And I would just say, use your genuine words, pretend like you're talking to someone you care about because you are talking to someone you care about um, and you never know how taking that extra second to look into that person and know their life and respond to them from a place where you actually have researched them a little bit or care, um, you never know how big of a difference that will make and I think that's going to be what builds your community and sets you apart in your industry. So that would be my...
0: I love that. Everyone, I mean, everyone when I ask this question gives great advice, but a lot of people it's like, work hard, and they're all true, but you just said something that just like, spun that whole question on its head a little bit because you just, you brought, you definitely just, you know when you said earlier that you were afraid that you'd be like the worst (laughs) podcast, you? You just brought something to this podcast and I was like, I'm gonna, I hope people, like that, that is so powerful and I hope people can take that away because I think that's the difference between being mediocre and being remarkable. And I think everyone should strive to be remarkable but in that whatever remarkable is on their own terms. Exactly, that's beautiful, I like that. <laughs> and the last question is: What are you making happen right now, and how can we follow along? How can we support you? How can we all get involved along the way in the world of byregina.com?
1: Okay, um, right right now, I'm really just trying to um, get out the stories and and real life ness of of other people in front of in front of the community um, that I'm part of online, and so I'm you know launching this interview series where I'm going to be traveling around interviewing people um, who are trying to transition into full-time working for themselves. And I'm also um, putting out a print publication. It's like a magazine, but it's not. We don't call it magazine. It's a blog and print. Um, And I'm really wanting to feature the writings and stories of people like us who are just really trying to stay scrappy and make it happen from zero, you know, zero to launch, zero to whatever, zero to remarkable, if you will, using that word. Um, And so... I you know I'm I'm calling for just interviewees and um and obviously wanting people to really like tune into these stories and support the people who come out in these interviews and who are writing, um, for the blog and print that we're about to release. And so um, if you if you would please um, follow along you know with that and just kind of really encourage the people who are who are writing these things and putting out their stories online and really take from it every single time. Just take from it and make it genuine to you. Um, you know. I, I think we all get caught up in trying to like recreate what we see that we think is awesome, but it's really about making the story apply to you in the most genuine way possible. So I would say if you can, please follow along with some of this new stuff that we're putting out um, and really just try and be super duper supportive of other people who are going through this journey in a different way. Um, so, you know, just supporting each other, sharing each other's stuff and and really just kind of making this a community that we can be proud of, if that makes sense.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that so- much that was perfect thank you so much regina for coming on the show today i i already know how valuable this episode has been for me so for my audience i hope and i just hope they enjoy this episode so much thank you so much for coming on board thank you jen i had a great time and there it is episode nine of the make it happen podcast I really hope that this episode was encouraging and insightful for you in your awesome journey of making things happen online and if you want to dig into more of today's topics with Regina and I you can catch us over on Twitter. I'm at Jenny per blog and Regina is at By Regina TV. To dig into today's show notes, as always, you can visit jennypur.co.uk slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you left the show of rating and review over on iTunes. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. And as always, look out for a brand new episode each and every Thursday.